Okay, so today's daf is we learned daf ein vav, and we ended yesterday's shoe with the mishnah. It's a choshesh bishinav when someone's got a toothache. Lo yigme bahem chometz aval metabel hukadar ko vim nitra bitraba. Meaning he can't start gulping down chometz because it's clear he's doing rufua. That if he would, um, if, but if he dipped bread in and so was eating it that way, and uh, by doing so he takes some of this vinegar that will they'll help it heal, then that's okay because it's a normal way to dip food in vinegar and eat it. Um, What's interesting here, um, Rabbi Israel asked last year, but isn't it, don't we learn somewhere that when it comes to teeth, it's a sakani, mechal Shabbos for it? So here, it, it, it's, um, in Shukhan Aruch, it brings it, like in, I'm sure it's Gemara as well, but it's true, if it's mamash, a michush, that actually would overtake someone's whole body, the chalak or gufor as a result, mamash, not just a little michush uh, ba'al, like a small toothache, then indeed you'd mechal Shabbos for it. However, here we're talking about what's called mechush ma'ala. It's just a bit sore. That's what we're talking about, where you can't do mechala shabbos for it, and you can't even do a refuah if it's clear you're doing so for it. That's the that's the distinction there. Okay, let's look at the Gemara. Tiv kachometz l'shinayim v'kaashan le'enayim. Let's finish the puzzle. Ken ha'atzel l'sholchav. What's interesting here is that the, the expression is like vinegar to one's teeth or smoke into one's eyes. So he would the, the understanding is that vinegar from the Pasuk is a negative thing. It's a painful thing. It's a bad thing. And our mission of the suggestion was, as we said, that you take it for a toothache and it would help. So how can that be? So he says, our mission where it's beneficial in some sort of vinegar produced by other fruit. The vinegar, that's the classic vinegar from, from grapes, from wine, that's bad. That's his, that's his way of resolving the two. However, Amar um, that Rabalaza Bar Yosa says, And this is one of these classic things that it depends. If you've got a toothache, then it's good for it. If you've got healthy teeth, then taking vinegar is bad for it. So it's again, um, it's a, kind of like Okay, let's continue. Cannot gulp truma and then spit it out because then you're effectively wasting it. However, you can So the Gemara says, We see a mission that seems to say the opposite. It says that, that you're not allowed to, you're not even allowed to ask to ligmot believe loa. Now, the fact that Amishna says you cannot drink it means it's not the normal practice to do so. Okay? And therefore, it's clearly doing for medicinal purposes. So, therefore, it would imply that that's not the normal way of consumption. You shouldn't be able to do that by, by uh, trauma either. Because it's not considered shtia. It's not considered drinking. And when it comes to trauma, it's only achila, shtia, and sicha. Those are the three things you're allowed to do with it. So therefore, it seems that our Mishnah contradicts that point, meaning whether you can gulp down truma chometz or not. So how do we resolve the two different, um, the two different ma'ichadun? Uh, so how do we resolve the, the two different Mishnayot? So let me just share with you a sheet so we don't uh, lose this. Sorry, I forgot to prepare it ahead of time. I meaning on the screen that is, it is obviously prepared. It's a very just simple chart to sort of lose track. Okay, let me just share and let's go. Okay, so we say, So to explain this, this relates to Machok between Rebbe, um, Rebbe and Chachamim regarding someone who drinks Chomer on Yom Kippur. Um, so, Arir Chaim, he says, We find the brighter on battery, that's the second line, which we'll see later on, that according to Rebbe, it is the way to, like, 
drinking chometz is considered shtia. People do that. V'chen perik batr diyoma, this is the part up on the first line of the chart, which is, desfirele dashota chometz beyond kibur. If someone drinks chometz on kibur, are they chayab or not? So therefore you see, according to Rebbe, it is considered derech shtia to do that chometz. Oh, so therefore he must be the author of the mission in Truma that says you can drink down chometz. However, Chachamim say if someone drank chometz on your kippur, they wouldn't be chayev because that's not considered shtia. So therefore our Mishnah must be according to Chachamim because therefore it is if someone's drinking chometz for their sore tooth on Shabbos, it, since that's not derech shtia, it's not the normal way of doing things, it's clear he's doing it for the purpose of medicinal purposes and therefore he cannot do so. Okay? That's the way to resolving it. Alternatively, it could be differently. Or, in other words, this, or you could say, you could say that our Mishnah is Divra Kol, but it's referring to Chomet Shal Truma Achar Tibolo. Now, what does it mean Achar Tibolo? The Korban Eda says, is that, that the Perish the Bright is Achar Tibolo Airi, for as Meshiva Chomet Zeta Nefesh, meaning after people have been dipping in uh, like vinegary type of things, after you've been doing Tibolo, then drinking the Chometz would be, or drinking Chometz, I should say, that's Meshivat Nefesh. So in other words, there is a context in which drinking vinegar is considered Shtia, even though generally not so. So therefore, when it's, when it's, um, that, the, the brighter, when it says you're, they're allowed to drink Chometz of Truma, that must be referring to Achar Tibolo in that particular context. Okay. Now, Rebbe Yaval B'Shem Rebbe Yossi, HaKoses Chitim Truma, Loke. And similarly, Rabbi Yaval B'Shem Yochanan says, HaMegameha So we see here, if someone either eats chitim, it's considered achila of truma, azar we're talking about, or if he drinks chometz in his azar, he gets malchus for doing so. Okay? So you're not allowed to do so. Okay? Um, here. Uh, fine, let's continue. So the Gemara says, but one second, Tani. It says, You see in the brighter, what does it say? Now, I'm showing you on the second, chart, second line of the chart. Is that again, then Chachamim is down the left hand side because I tried to make it a line nicely. If a Zar drank Chometz, he would have to pay Keren, but he doesn't pay Chomesh. Now, what's the distinction between Keren and Chomesh? Now, if you recall, if a Zar, we did this a long time ago now, but if we, a Zar eats, eats Truma by mistake, as I mean, a non-Kohen is allowed to do so. He doesn't only have to pay the Karen, he has to pay the Chomesh as well. Chomesh is an extra, really, really 25% of the value. So and altogether, it's a fifth of the sum total. And why in this situation does he not pay the Chomesh but he pays the Karen? Now, he doesn't pay the Chomesh because what he's done is not considered Achila, it's not considered Shtia. But nonetheless, then why does he pay Chomesh? In other words, he's not punished for eating or consuming Truma. What he's done is not considered Achila, or Shtia, I should say, according to Chachatim. But why does he then nonetheless pay the Karen? Well, he's taken something that belongs to a coin. It's just like stealing. Even if he took that and poured it down the toilet, he'd still have to pay the coin for taking something that belonged to him. Okay? That's why the Chachalim say it's Karen Nechomesh. So therefore, it makes a lot of sense. You can see on the left-hand side of the shard, he's Chaimishum Gezel, and it's Patul because it's not considered Shtia. He's Patul from Chomesh because it's not considered Shtia. Similarly, HaKoses, someone's chewing on Chitim, just kernels, once again, he's hired to pay the Karen because he's taken the property of a coin. He has to pay him, effectively pay him back. But it's not considered eating, therefore he doesn't have to pay the extra Chomesh. However, Rebbe says, that he actually plays both. Okay? So once again, that exactly lines up with Rebbe and the Chachamim. 
Okay, Rebbe and the Chachamim, once again, is that um, Rebbe holds, it's just, let's just simplify this for the moment, that we're talking about Kosses, uh, sorry, that um, that the drinking vinegar is considered shtia, and the Chachamim acholek and says it's not. However, Rebbe Yirmiya B'Shem Rebbe says, Morim Chachamim L'Rebbe Me'agamech Chometz Sh'otrum Acharti Belosh, Rumer Shamakeren, Sh'achometz Mi'eshet Afanefesh. So once again, the, the um, Rebbe Yirmiya says that, remember Rabbi Yirmiya, that really Chachamim agree with Rebbe that in a certain context we can say Shtiyat Chometz is considered Shtiyat. Only Acharti Belosh. Or, as Rabbi Chaim said, and so therefore that would seem to therefore be um the two ways to understand the flow of Gemara here. The, the first way of understanding, therefore, it answers the cash we had in Rabbi Oval. Because Rebbe says, Hakoses chitim shtrumes loke, or if you had magameh chomet shtrumes loke, what would that be? That would be in the context, once again, of a gift. It's regarding vinegar, achar tibulo, after you've been doing dripping, where in that context, the, the drinking chomet is kinedishtia. And also, it must be what koses chitim. Reb Chaim says that it, then also ulai gam chita regalim liksos achar achila. Maybe normal lichitim people wouldn't eat it as normal achila, but after food they might chew on it. So again, you can say the same thing that generally eating um, these kernels is not considered achila, but achar soda is considered um, achila. However. It says, actually, the flow of the Gemara is actually not coming to my territory like we've been reading it. But it could actually be that Rebbe Yavah is left with the Kashi. And how, how is it someone chewing on kernels would be Malkit Malkus for it? And the, in the, the, the territory of the Chachamim is just another Melta Ape Nafshe, a separate Inyan, like we explained it before. Well, like, sorry, I said, like we needed it before to explain the beginning of our, you know, the beginning of our learning together. The, what appeared to be a steer between our Mishnah and the Mishnah regarding Megameh um, Chometz, regarding gulping down Truma. And again, just to recap, we said it could either be our Mishnah and that Mishnah could be two different opinions. Meaning our Mishnah, where it's not considered drinking, is considered Shachachamim, and the Mishnah Truma, where it is considered drinking, is Shetat Rebi, Shetat Rebi. Or you could say that Amish is Dibra Akol, and it's again in the context, in this particular context, where drinking Chometz is considered drinking, even though normally it is not. Okay, that's that sugya. I can get rid of the shit. Let's continue. Chabrai b'shem Rebbe Bar Bar Zavda says, "Kol shuhu minasafav belifnim." Anything from the lips going inwards, marapino tov b'shabas. You're allowed to uh, do medicinal things for. Okay, one second. Hey, Tiv Rebbe Zerava, Tanya Chosheshina. If someone's got a toothache, yigma behem chometz v'lo minas. So lo yigma behem behem chometz. You're not allowed to drink vinegar. But one second, you've just said that anything from the lips inwards is not considered. Um, is not covered by the ban against doing things in a medicinal. But and our mission talks about someone who has a toothache. And someone, someone who has a toothache is between the lips. And nonetheless, it says, So, isn't that behind the lips? So, Rabbi Zerah says, He has a different reading in the name of Rabbi Barbar Anything within the cavities of the body, which is, would not include the mouth. Meaning, it's some of the internal wounds of some sort. There's no restrictions of doing refuah on Shabbos. Okay, so he understands it differently, and therefore our mission is not a kasha. Okay, Rebbe Zira says Rebbe Bar Zutra. 
And the Rechida B'Shem Reb Rebbe, Ma'alim Etzem Shel Rosh B'Shabbat. Now this is interesting. I, I, I find it difficult to understand what's this Ma'alim you're raising up. You're allowed to do something for Etzem Shel Rosh B'Shabbat, like a bone within the head on Shabbos. Now it's not talking about dislocated jaw because that's the next one. Let's read the next one. It says, Reb Chia Bar Madaya, so Reb Yona Reb Zeira, Rabba Bar Zutra, Reb Chinida B'Shem Rebbe, he says, Ma'alim Benot Oznaim B'Shabbat. Now Benot Oznaim is clearly there. The Mepharshim says, Gide Oznaim, the sort of the the, the tendon muscles by the ear. Uh, I can just read you um, any of the parish, and they're pretty much all the same, the same, same thing. Read Reb Chaim. Um, he's, uh, it says, And the jaw comes apart. But it's a little you've got to put that back in place. Uh, just, if more clear, the Pnei uh, Moshe says, Someone sneezes or potechi, opens the jaw too wide, like this, with force. And then you can, you can reset it, it sounds like. That's something you can do on Shabbat. Um, so what's his other, what's his other opinion of, uh, Ma'alin Etzem Shel Rosh? So, uh, the, uh it's really Pani Moshe. He says, Kishu Nechalash Vigorem Lekeev Rosh. When he's some sort of weak and he has some sort of like, sounds like a migraine of sort, that would, that would bind up the head in, in, in a strong way. Umalinotolim Komo and they put everything back in place. So some sort of Rosh, some, some Etzem Barosh. Um, that's coming loose of some sort. So I'm not exactly sure exactly which what it's referring to, but that's a parish. I've read it. <clears throat> Let's continue. Taman Amrin, Beshem Rabbi Yochanan, Ein Shemarda, if you've got an eye that seems to be rebelling, rebelling meaning he doesn't want to stay in its socket. Marei Pinot on Shabbos, you can do, that is a Sakana. All these things we're mentioning that you can, you can take an adventure on Shabbos is because it's a Sakana. The gav, the, the back of the hand or the feet. These are places that are sakana, and if there's issues with them, they can do, you, you can do stuff on Shabbos for it. There's some sort of red um, issue, um, issue with the one's eye. That's also a sakana. Simuka, he says, is a sakana. Okay. Now, then it continues. The question is, it's a continuation of something else. Rabchaim says both ways, meaning, So either what Rabbi Baum was saying is you can go get the okets, the sting of the sharp part of a, from Akrav, to use it to heal the eye on Shabbos. Now, the understanding is what it means is locked in the okets. If someone got stung by a scorpion, you can pick out the stinger, whatever it is, if it's um, a sharp part, if it's still attached or, or got dislo- uh, um, inside the person. Okay, two ways to understand when it comes to someone has an issue with the eye and he needs to pour wine and he can't put it directly into it because it looks like medicinal, but you can put it you know, like above the eye or something can roll into it. That's enough to say that it's okay to do so on Shabbos. Shmuel Amarahen Rok Tafel. Rok Tafel is spittle from someone who's sort of in the morning, right? He hasn't eaten anything since he got up and that spit is for Rok Tafel. It's mentioned quite a few times for different purposes in um, Thrachas. It says here, absolutely ten agabeya, and you can put that pot on the eye. It seems to be that also has some 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 sort of medicinal properties, and it's not normal to do that. So that's one of these medicinal things you're not allowed to do on Shabbat. Mina at shama lechazazita. I mean, from that you can learn that a chazazita, some sort of uh, lichen or something, or some some scabbing on the eye, that one also can do that on Shabbos. Rabban de Kisrin Ami Hada Urdaa is a sakana. Now, Urda'a is, Reb Chaim says, it's a mean holy vinikrat svardea. Some sort of, it's, it's like cold, it's got the name of frog, some sort of disease. It's a sakana. And we continue mentioning other things that are also a sakana, different diseases. Hada is a sakana. 
So Achshmonita um, is like a chavish, like a spider. The zel gum is some sort of makah, some sort of wound that looks like it has this like spider-like form. And Amar of Shmuel, but that's where Panosha explains it, where the Rebbe says it's just a choli. Don't know what type of choli it is. And Amar of Shmuel, but Rabbi Yitzhak says Hadagumrata is also a sakana, another type of choli. So obviously these these conditions we are dualahem, and therefore the Gemara saying of these are sakana that have to be addressed. So Amar of Yirmiyah noten aleha chametz pesach, meaning regarding this chumrita that you're allowed to even on for a fuwa you're even allowed to utilize um, chametz on pesach to do so because it's such a sakana. Okay, ahen bala shari mif sorry mafketia bershumta. So someone now, what's the bala? There's two different explanations here. Rebbeim says someone swallowed a bone, you're allowed to extract it. However, the Penemosha says, and it kind of maybe fits a little easier with this part of the sugi, even though later bala clearly means swallowing something bad. But it says it's a mursa. It's some sort of um, blistering or passing, I think. That it's because it's balue, says batocho, sort of like absorbed within the skin. That can also be removed. Now, the question is, what's it? So, Amarabiosi says, Manita Amra, can we see a proof that that's mutar to extract it on Shabbat? Why? Because machat shal yadli, because it says, you're allowed to take a machat shal yadli told by takots. You're allowed to take a klisha malach tol or a needle, and use it to remove a kots. Okay, so there's really two points. One, you're allowed to klisha malach tol and secondly, removing a kots on Shabbat is, uh, is permitted to do. Diloken, in other words, Diloken, you know, this wasn't more to, uh, to remove this bala, whichever way you explain it, then ma ben kots, ma ben bala. In me filah, extract a kots, obviously, there's no reason to make a distinction between that and this case of the bala. Okay, by hein de'ena, shalun le rebi yirmiya. He says, this is a min cholish ba'ayin. So Amr, he said to them, ha rebi, uh, what's, why are you asking me? Ha rebi ba'kam komechon. Just ask Rabbi Ba. So Alan and Leda asked him, Vashari permitted, after he was permitted, then Rabbi Yirmi says, Af Anashari Le. And I also permit, would have permitted in this situation. Obviously, he, you know, he had to defer to the Psak of Rabbi Ba. Now, Rabbi Avau Bishem, Rabbi Yochanan, Hain Sifdona, um, Sakana. So this is another, uh, con- issue with one's, um, it's a, it's like, I've got a, it says, one translation I had was like a scurvy. Um, but, uh, Reb Chaim says, it's like, something got to do with teeth. So Reb Yochanan says, says, um, Matatiken, he, Reb Yochanan had this condition. So the person who was treating him in this condition, was this matrona, this about the daughter of the Dimitinos, I think it is. Um, this is the um Rebchaim says it first he says she's a non-Jew. Um and it says Mitra So this non-Jewish minister, you know, leader in Taveria, his daughter the daughter was was helping to treat Rebbe Yochanan. When it came to Arab Shabbos, Salak Lagabe went to her Amar La Mitzarachanaklunamachar. And do I need any more treatment tomorrow? Okay. Uh, so Amrali, so Amrali, uh, look, you don't need it. Actually, it's actually not clear it was Arab Shabbos, but I, I'm not sure why I thought it was Arab Shabbos. But anyway, but it says, do I need any more treatment? Amrali, look, you don't need to. If something flares up, get a pip of a tamar, and have it half burnt. Vitami, some say it was a niklabus, not a tamra, but niklabus is another type of date anyway. 
the or the sa'arin, get the, the, the shells, if you like, of sa'arin, but saw the menuk yavisha, and the feast, the dung of a young child that's dried out, shechok, grind it all up, the tepul, and treat it. But, velo tamer kome barnash, and don't tell anybody. Now, it's interesting, in Gemara, in the Sech when it relates this, uh, this story, it actually says, she made him make a shvua not to. And he says, he made a shvua, it says, Allah di Israel lo maglina. Like, um, to, sorry, to the God of the, uh, to the God of Israel, I will not reveal it. Okay. Lamachar, however, next day, Al Next day, he went out and, uh, revealed the secret. He told in a public lecture. Okay. There's a discussion if you go look at the Bible, why how can you go against the Shavuot? What well, wasn't really a Shavuot? I mean, I wasn't going to reveal it to Hashem, but, um, but I didn't reveal it to Hashem. He knew and I revealed it to everybody else. Anyway, but nonetheless, in this Gemara, I didn't make a Shavuot, but she responded in one of two ways. One is that she strangled herself because I guess her secrets were revealed. However, there's another explanation of it to Amri. Some say that actually did Gayer. She was so moved by what he did that she, she converted. Now, why would that be the case? So the Korban Enes says, svara, she thought that after she told him the secret, that what would he do? He would go out and start making a profit himself and making money off it. You know, it's his opportunity. And the fact that he didn't, that he thought for the better of an ice I'm going to reveal to everyone for nothing for free. Amrash thought, wow, this guy could have made a fortune off this secret and he gave it for nothing. It was open sourced, if you like. It's worth, uh, you know, it's worth uh, converting and becoming like a, a Jew to attach myself to this people. Okay, so you can learn three things from this incident. The first is this condition, this tooth condition is a danger. That's why you could, you could treat it on Shabbos. And anything within that, within the, um, from the mouth and inwards, you're allowed to do a full or full. Because again, it was a tooth condition. Now there's a danger about, there's, there's a question about, can you go to a non, uh, non-Jewish, uh, doctor, Mishum Sakana? Maybe the person is going to take advantage of. And uh, give you wrong advice and things like that to try and um, to try and kill you or something like that. But the Rabbi, but the Rabbi Yaakov Baracha said in the Rabbi Yochanan that if the Rofer is an Uman, he's an expert in his trade, he's a professional, such that uh, you know t- taking advantage of one of his patients would compromise his career, then you don't have to be concerned of such a thing. And therefore, you see in this situation that Rabbi Yochanan went to um, to seek seek medical benefit from this person who was professional and because he was allowed to do so, that supports that. Okay. He had this, uh, sounds like a colic of some sort. To grind up some cress, put it in some chamra atika and age one vishtu and drink it. Um, I think was meant that he won't, be, he won't, uh, he won't, he won't put you in danger. Okay. Barbarei Havelei Habala, but his, his Barbarei, which is his grandson, Havelei Bala, he had this, a different Bala. Now here, either Yisad Rechaim says it's the same idea. He swallowed a bone or something. And according to Pinimoshi, he starts giving different explanations, probably why Rebchaim before kept it, kept, kept it consistent. Atachad Barnash, another an individual came, says, I'll help you, don't worry. Balachash Lei, some sort of incantation, he sort of started reciting a few words, Min Shmei from the name of the Yeshu Pandira. So Reb Chaim says you should change actually to some sort of name of Avodah Zarah, Mishmeid Avodah Zarah, the Inshum, 
and his nitropa, and the person uh, and, he, and he recovered. Kanafik when he came out, Amrli, his grandfather said to him, Manachli, what did he tell you? What, what happened? What did he say? Amrli Mila Palan, such and such a, such and such a words. Amrli Micha Habale Ilu Habin Mit. Would embed for you to die, the law cannot have the words of a Vodazara aside or use of a Vodazara as a form of a form of a refuah. So Vahabu and, and says Vahabu Lay Ken Kish in other words, indeed that the unfortunately grandson died. Kishkagayo Shiotsem in Neashalit. This is the expression we use quite a few times, but it literally means like um like an error that comes out from a ruler. I mean, it's just as the words come out from a ruler, they cannot be retracted. They're talking about the Xeros of a Kodesh Baruch and the Apostle cannot be, re- don't, don't, don't go, don't, um, don't be retracted. But here, an understanding is because he declared it by saying it such a way, Kenaya. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan, Bechol Mitrapim, you can take any form of being, you know, meaning it, you can, as we said, Hamat on Pesach. Override all manners of Isurim, except for Chuzma Abodah Zarah, Vigilera The so called big three. The big three that also we've seen in another context that one has to give their life up rather than violating these prohibitions. So, Abodah Zarah's idol worship, Vigilera's forbidden relationships, and murder. I understand you're allowed to use something from a Nazara if they say, Go bring a Vili Aks in Abodah Go bring me wood from this Abodah Zarah. They are Vilo. What happens is, or if Havili Alim, what if he says, bring me some sort of leaves? Stum. And it happened to be Havilo, and he brought it from an Asherah tree, which is Asherah Vodazara. What the din? So he said, Nishim Nahada, you can see from the following. Raviona Havili Samaramurim, he has some sort of fever. No, it's a Kadachat. And because of the result, the coronator says he needed to therefore drink a lot of water. Aitun Lei Min Zachuta, the Duresh Peshata. He brought it from this uh, stream. It sounds, Reb Chaim says, it says, from sort of some, some sort of mayan uh, that came by this Duri. Okay. And he drank it. Rav, um, Rav, it was brought to him. Veloshati did not drink it. Amrav Mane Ilu Yada Raviona had Raviona known that that water came from Vodazara. Also, um, Raviona Abba. Man, Minan have it, where it came, Lord Ashta, he also wouldn't have drunk it. So in other words, the only reason why Raviona drank it is because, um, he didn't know where it was from. Meaning, even if you didn't, even if it wasn't directly get it from this Avodah but it was sourced from Mazara, you still wouldn't be able to get her a fuwa from that source. So Amrav Achona, Matnita Amraken, Jaimetrim Begalo, we see, the brightest seems to suggest also you cannot get her a fuwa from Ilorayot. What's the context? We'll see in a moment. Batanikan, the Fichach, um, as it says, Lefichach, Hutar Miklal Shabbos, meaning you're allowed to override Shabbos, Veloota Miklal Nara Murasabi. You're not allowed to, over, but you wouldn't be able to violate prohibitions relating to Arab in order to get a refuah. Now, how, what does this mean? Hutar Miklal Shabbos, Veloli Trapot. When it's talking about Hutar Miklal Shabbos, in other words, all we have is this brighter. Hutar Miklal Shabbos, Veloota Miklal Nara Murasabi. So then now the Gemara tries to understand what the brighter means. In other words, what does it mean, Hutar Miklal Shabbos? It means someone who needs to get a refuah. So that's what overrides Shabbos. But so you see that nonetheless, the, that writing continued, even if someone's life is depending on it. It In other words, don't only say that if you need to get some sort of rafua and it related to having relations with an Eshatish, even just hearing her voice. Now, you might think it is talking about singing, but if the Bible talk is about even just talking, Kahada Khad Barnash, as you see, 
Racham Itata, the, the person who was, you know, was besotted or like head over heels, but more than that, he ended up being sick for this particular woman. Like this obsession was not healthy, and then he became sick. And he became a well. What can we do? Can she pass in front of him? And that might uh, relieve his uh, yearnings, whatever it is, and maybe you can give him some sort of food, and then we can give him therapy, whatever it is. But like, can, can we can we do that intervention? Amari says, by the way, in Bavli talks about you know, this parallel case is can she go in front of him not wearing clothes, things like that. Amari says, forget it. Yamut velokem. Better he dies and not happen. Can you just hear her talking? It says. Uh, maybe that might actually help to relieve his condition. Amar yamut v'leokeni cannot even do that. So mahu was the situation. So Amar Rabbi Yaakov bar Idi and Rabbi Yitzchak bar Nachman. one of the two of them said eshet ish. She was an eshet ish, and because you're an ish ish, it's not about it's it's an issue of ariot of israel ariot things like that. So therefore, it was no good. The charana madav the person no. This lady that was obsessed with was a pnuya. The children says, I understand. You're not going to get someone else's wife and do all these things. It's not right. But once again, if it's a pnuya, I don't understand. Now, what's interesting here at this point, the Bavli says, is that well, if it's a pnuya, what's wrong with a pnuya? And again, it says the two names. One is because it will just, it's a slide in the family. It's not the type of thing to do. Another understanding is meaning there are going to be social consequences of taking of any person who's just besotted with a woman, you know, engineering a situation that she can do various things for him to our relief. Um, it, things like that. However, here, the Gemara, this, the Yishami takes a different direction. It says, He was uh, quite a, sounds like he was in love with a particular woman. And in the time of Elazah, and he permitted her to come in, to, to speak to her, to come in front of him. And what's interesting here is, Shirley, da muta shirena. why was it muta for them to meet one another? She, what, maybe, maybe she might have reciprocal feelings for him. And you've got a beautiful shirach. And then, then, then it might have been fine. Okay, so so therefore, why is in the case of if it was a Raganya Pnuya, we were so machmer in the case, just above Reb Lezer says, better he die. So, no, he says, no, either can, so either can Pnuya can be Eshedish, either you can say Taka, yeah, that case before was Eshedish, or a filu tema can be Pnuya, tifer tiftosh nitane na ba achehi Eshedish. In other words, the case was okay, and that's so oh, maybe we can make an appointment between the two, two, two of you when you can do some sort of shirach. That's when she, when he, 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 um, he fancied her, if you like, when she was a pnuya. The case where we're so machim in the case of Rabbi Lazar was when the guy ended up becoming obsessed, obsessed with this woman while she was still married. And despite the fact she now was now divorced, still Rabbi Lazar says, forget it. Your obsession was at a time where it was completely asur. We're going to be completely machmer. So that's how, that's how far it goes with uh, with uh, Isurei Ariot. We're not talking about doing the Avera, but all these other extra things around it, Chachamim were even machmer, that you can't get a refuah through those means. Okay? Um, uh, just a little bit more. Itabai Memra Itaraba Havud. Other people say it was different. That meaning that she could have been a Pnuya, but she was a very chashur woman. And she would have never married him. So therefore, anything they were doing wasn't for shiruch purposes, if you like. 
it was never going to eventuate to anything. So therefore, it would just be Esau making her to end up talking to him or whatever other things it was suggesting. And let's, let's keep it as talking. Um, uh, that's why he said, forget it. There's no grounds for her to start arranging this uh, point, a meeting between the two of you because she's never going to um, she's never going to marry you anyway, um, and therefore, if, if, even if it compromises your health, we're, we're not organizing this meeting. Okay, etc. Well, to everyone, have a good Shabbos. Good Shabbos.